Hello, my ligands. Welcome to another issue of a newsletter that is also a podcast. And this morning, this one is titled Democracy, Nans, Eucalyptus. Today I wanted to start with a poem by Begoña M. Rueda and you'll soon find out why I chose this piece. Okay, um, you can find the original version on the written version of the podcast, but now I'm just gonna read you uh, an English translation I did myself. Okay, let's go. Saturday, July 22, 2017, by Begoña M. Rueda. We bought a litter and went to the park. My friend is unemployed too, after having wasted literally, all her youth getting ace in a curve. She tells me she has also considered becoming a bitch, but she's afraid there will be an exam for public service. We laugh. We pass the litter. What else can we do apart from taking off to somewhere abroad, working 24 hours as an au pair for a foreigner family that doesn't care about your college degree? your master in literary and drama studies, your C2 English, Italian and German level, your poetry books, those the publishing house didn't even pay you a 10% for, those other publishing houses rejected for questioning these very things. Okay, now I have a couple of translation notes. I'm not sure if this is a thing said in English-speaking places, but in uh, Spain at least, buying a liter usually means buying a liter-sized bottle of beer to drink at home or at a park because we are poor or almost. Uh, what else? Oh, straight ace in a curve uh, was the English equivalent I found closest to the Spanish matricula de honor, which is not exactly the same because it can be the highest mark, but doesn't have to, and can only be conceded by uni professors in a ratio of 1 per 20 students, if I remember correctly, more or less. For the students, it also means next school year they won't have to pay for that, for that subject, for the credits, I mean. Uh, for example, if they got a matricula de honor in painting one in the course 2022-2023, they won't have to pay to take the course painting two in 2023-2024. to 2024. Yeah, um, uni is um, <laughs> quite a place. <laughs> and the mark system... <laughs> Moi. <laughs> Yeah, uh, now, just in case it wasn't clearly established, the academic and post-academic experience of the poem's protagonists is very similar to mine, and that's why I chose to share this piece. Um, oh, by the way, I'm still looking for a job slash a few jobs. So yeah, that's not a joke, that's not a drill. Um, here I am. <laughs> Okay, this uh, Begoña M. Rueda poem I found in a book 
I found by chance on the Facil's stand. And yes, I attended an event in Valladolid's library to get to know national publishing houses and I end up finding out about the local ones because that's that's me, yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and this book has an incomparable, precise, a bit resentful, although rightfully so, title, which is Todo lo que te perdiste por meterte a monja, and that's more or less everything you missed for becoming a nun, and it came out in 2020. I underlined, apart from many verses, this quote in Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Gar Rodrigo Garrido Paniagua's prologue, um, and I want to share it now because it's very much on point. Although now I'll only share the translation I did myself. There is a wound of abandonment to cover with each of these poems. The format reminds me of a journal, but uh, it's not about any fits full of days. Um, this is the retelling of five weeks not consecutive but key around the character of the character the title refers to which is that lover who left to become a nun and yes it looks like people still do that nowadays okay there are many other topics in the book that bring me comfort to read um, because um, that means i'm not the only one writing about them and that means i'm not the only one um, who is bothered by them so yeah, um, for example, there's a poem about Carmen and she's that person in our lives who not only dares to think there's no such thing as bisexuality, but also tells us to bisexual people's faces, yes. And, and I don't know if they expect us to vanish after hearing those statements. I don't know, like in Back to the Future or Avengers Infinity War or Spirited Away, you know, I picture some kind of magical disappearance like that. I don't know if they, uh, if that's what Bifos intend. Uh, well, Begonia give us patience to stand every Carmen and all the other biphobic idiots from this world. Amen. By the way, the title of this first section of the um, newsletter podcast is like the third chapter in Todo lo que te perdiste por meterte a monja that I think I forgot to, to tell you now, sorry. <laughs> this first section was titled The week you prayed for my soul and in return you got silence. Amazing title for a chapter, Begoña, you're so cool. 2. See you on the other side of the tracks. Maybe you remember on the previous newsletter slash podcast I told you about Ruth Pedreño's crowdfunding to publish her book Al otro lado de la vía. And in this household we support Ruth, so we'll receive it as soon as it's released. Because yes! It's getting published. Yes. Congratulations, Ruth. Um, you will do amazingly. And I just hope you can take it with some calmness, please. <laughs> and to everyone else, I highly recommend you reading the book. 
the comic book as soon as it's available and if you can read in Spanish, of course. And yeah, that's all. Okay, point three, news from my Patreon. So, um, a while ago I published a public Patreon post titled Patreon Changes! Exclamation point. And since it's public, you can check it out even if you're not subscribed. So I recommend you going there. You just have to type patreon.com slash Miriam Navarro Prieto. And in Patreon Changes, uh, exclamation point, <laughs> basically I explain how um, more or less a year ago I made public my Patreon site. Um, hello, <laughs> it's been a year. How? Uh, I don't know. The thing is, um, I always have three tiers and depending on which tier um, you subscribe to, you could have access to different exclusive content. But recently I changed that and I think for the better because now it doesn't matter to which tier you subscribe to, uh, it, which means it doesn't matter how much you pay each month, you'll just have access to everything, all the content, no matter if you pay one, two or four euros a month or in dollars, I think it's one fifty, three or four fifth dollars a month. Uh, it doesn't matter because you will be able to see anyway my poems, my work in progress projects, audios, videos, all that fancy stuff. And meanwhile, you'll be helping me financially to keep on doing what I do best. Of course, no pressure at all. If you cannot join, please. Um, I appreciate you reading this newsletter or listening to this podcast and maybe sending it to someone who might enjoy it too. Uh, yes, that's super cool too and thank you, thank you. 4. Since when do I like still lives? And well, this title was basically because on the written version, which of course I recommend you checking out to see my lovely drawing. <laughs> I put a still life of a um, crystal vase, very fancy, fancy if I may say so myself, <laughs> with a um, cutting of um, eucalyptus, one of those rounded leaves, eucalyptus, you know, not the regular ones with the long and thin leaves, the other ones. <laughs> okay, you can check it out, I think. It's the species Eucalyptus cinerea with a C. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure how or when it happened, but yes, uh, that I was drawing objects and plants. By the way, do plants technically fit in the object category? Maybe. Do I support that classification? Not in the least. <laughs> So, a couple of weeks ago, I found this cutting of eucalyptus on the street next to a trash bin. It was clean, don't worry. And I thought it was strange because I was pretty sure already that um, at least this subspecies is not endemic of Valladolid. But then I remembered I've actually seen this kind of twigs just very close to my house in a florist. 
looks like it has become trendy adding round leaf eucalyptus cuttings to flower bouquets and I'm not saying that's bad per se because I obviously can look at this plant for long periods of time if, if you see the um, drawing <laughs> but I do wonder if this is a sustainable practice at least in here because it involves bringing the, bringing the plants and or growing them in greenhouses and that involves energy use and this type of eucalyptus according to wikipedia has the smallest distribution i've ever seen in any of the plants profiles i've ever searched and it's just uh, two tiny thorns in new south wales and victoria in australia and just look at the red areas on the eucalyptus cineria on wikipedia um, in the map uh, they are just two tiny red areas that that's all so i don't know how to take this information or what to do about it <laughs> of course this line of questioning could be applied to a hell of a lot of species currently sold at florists not only this one next to my house but all of them <laughs> and of course i've just started to think about this stuff and i know nothing but uh, when i was writing the newsletter i was thinking uh, should i have studied biology <laughs> is it too late to start an environmental science degree <laughs> i don't know and closing this tangent you can check out that lovely drawing i i did of a twig i found um, this species, Eucalyptus cinerea, or cinerea, I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's, it comes from the Latin, okay? And I'm Spanish, so the C is C. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's also referred to as Argyle apple, Mealy stingbark, or Silver Dollar Tree. Plus, uh, the with that jury, people of New South Wales use the name Gunhai for the species. And that's a pretty important um, piece of information, I think, because they are the native people from the places where this plant grows. So, yeah, what they say about this plant, I, I think it's important. What else? Oh, I have something to tell the person who wrote this species description in the Spanish Wikipedia article because, <clears throat> and let me translate, it is a medium to big tree with rough, white, fibrous, vertically marked, reddish, coffee to grey coffee, persistent on the trunk and longer branches. <laughs> so, Wikipedia contributor I like you, and I hope you still write poetry. And I say still because that description in itself was terribly poetic. By the way, cinerea comes from the Latin and means as grey colored, due to the grey stone covering the tree that I didn't manage to portray quite, quite well, so I recommend you looking at a picture because it's rather stunning. And let me add my favorite vernacular or common name for this plant, which is, I think, a Spanish one. I don't know from where, though. Eucalypto plateado, which would be something like silver eucalyptus. 
Okay, tell me that doesn't remind you of fantasy and uncharted territories because I think this is pure legend material. And fifth and last section, Greg, Greg and the Hyperbolis. I already mentioned my friends Greg and Carly writing workshop Sunday Spoons um, in another in other few newsletters and podcasts. And I know it seems like I uh, I only have good things to say about my friends, but uh, what can I do? So um, yeah, Sunday Spoons is a Sunday writing workshop, and usually we practice um, literary device like this day. It was it was hyperbole, and later we write another longer piece um, about a topic um, Greg or Carly proposes. So yeah, the hyperbole day I wrote a very short poem and now I'd like to share with you a little fragment of it. As the tarot's ninth and a half card does, yes, that's the precise amount of times I had fun the whole year. Fun, as the funniest, catholicest funeral, and this life of parties is making me tired, more tired than the words I pull out as teeth of tiredness of my tired mouth. And yes, that's the current vibe. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to leave in you with that mood. Um, that's all for today. Thank you for reading slash listening to me and I recommend you also looking at the closing lines of the written version of this newsletter because I tried the format of um, Rachel Stevens newsletter which is with um, cute emojis. <laughs> You know, to tell you how you can subscribe to the newsletter and where you can find the archive. And of course, um, let me read you the last part because I think it's funny. First, there's a pitch emoji and then it says, Do you like what I have to say and you think someone you like might like it? Well, entice them with one of the sexy poems I served, like the one at the end of this issue that was titled... Like the one at the end of this issue that was titled I dare you to show me your palms. And, well, if they like it, maybe they could subscribe. <laughs> okay, that's all for today. And see you slash hear you read you next month. Okay, bye!